Challenge Podcast. My name is Dave. And I'm Johanna. And we will be your hosts through this brand new experiment that we're trying out here. And for all of our friends tuning in who have participated in the Disney Challenge before, we want to welcome you. And for those of you who have no idea what the Disney Challenge is, you're going to find out real soon. This is our brand new adventure, the Disney Challenge Podcast. Woo-hoo! Yes. Exciting. We've been talking about this for years, probably. I think I remember <laughs> back in back in 2009 or 2010 when we first launched the Disney Challenge to the public, I had a question on our little uh, our little questionnaire. <laughs> well, that was never. Um, our little questionnaire, I had a question that said, what other media formats would you be interested in, in, in learning about the Disney Challenge? And one of them was podcast. Who knew? And I like back then I was just getting into podcasting or at least listening to podcasts, but it wasn't until good old 2018 that I finally decided to drop some money, buy some microphones and do this for real. And suckered me into doing this and with him. And suckered Johanna. It took me almost 10 years to sucker Johanna into getting on the mic with me because she's a little shy. Yeah, I'm really shy. Believe it or not. She is. <laughs> but she is my co-host and we are bringing you the Disney Challenge podcast. So uh, we are going to talk a little bit more about the Disney Challenge itself, but I'll give you a brief synopsis. So the Disney Challenge is a strategic team scavenger hunt trivia style event with a warped sense of humor. And it is something we've been doing at Disney Parks for since 2009, open to the public. Yeah. There was a couple of them that we did back in 2001, 2002 for a youth group that we were involved in. But in 2009, thanks to the miracle of MySpace, MySpace. believe it or not, oh my gosh. we opened it to the public. We had teams come out and play. And it's ba- it's basically a scavenger hunt. They happen every day at Disneyland or at least every weekend. There's all sorts of groups that do them. And since 2009, we've been doing our little thing. And it started off with nine teams and at the last one, we had almost 30. So it's become something really cool, really interesting. But my favorite part about the Disney Challenge, Johanna, and you can probably agree with this, is the friends that we make. All oh, the, definitely. All the people who come out year after year. And now we're starting to do it twice a year. Mm-hmm. So uh, generally, we do it in the spring, right around June, first to, uh, weekend or two of June or last weekend in May, depending when Memorial Day is. It's always between Memorial Day and Father's Day, one of the Sundays. So we usually have two to three to choose from. And then we do a second one that's traditionally been the first Sunday in November. Although this year, I think things are going to change. Oh, definitely. But it is going to be in the fall, and we'll have more information on that later. But we have the Disney Challenge, and now we have the the podcast. Yeah. I'm so excited about this. So for our very first podcast, we had decided that we were going to do a little bit of research and we were going to try something, well, not necessarily different because we've done it a couple times in the past, but uh, all I'm going to say is we have a delicious podcast in mind for you today. What did we do for this podcast, Johanna? Well, if you know anything about us, Dave and I are major foodies and we joke that we eat our way through Disneyland. Have you seen me? Yeah, you definitely know that. So when this event comes around, we're always very excited to do it. It was the 2018 Food and Wine Festival that happens at Disney California Adventure. Yes. Now, the the Food and Wine Festival is actually, uh, it's a smaller version in California, at least, of the big version they do at Epcot, which 
we've never gotten a chance to Bucket do that. Goals. <laughs> yeah, right. And we are going to eat our way through Epcot and probably die. <laughs> but uh, for those of you who don't know what the Food and Wine Festival is, it's held each year in the spring. Um, a little history on it: it was annually held from 2006 to 2010 at California Adventure, and then it was canceled in 2011 because they did that major, major refurbishment. They brought a whole new Buena Vista Street, and they created all sorts of new stuff. And that was when Cars Land was coming in, and and basically it was canceled up until 2016 when they finally brought it back. And I think we partook of it. I know for sure in 2017. I don't think we took part. We didn't partake in it until it came back. Listen to us being all fancy. We partook, <laughs> but uh, I, I know that we uh, we went in 2017 and we had a really good time. That was, I think, the first time we actually tried out some of the different foods and we got one of the sip and saver cards and, mm-hmm. and just had a good time. And then that, of course, led to the holidays, which that was. That was really good. Oh, that was a great season. <laughs> and, and, and and of course, our famous Facebook post that a lot of you guys liked was eating our way through the holidays. And uh, now we're here and we're going to talk about the 2018 because we decided to go as early on as possible. Now, I will say we were going to go a week earlier and our apologies for getting this podcast out late. Uh, we were going to go the first Monday that it started. Unfortunately, one of us. Yeah. Sorry. Had food poisoning that day. How ironic is that? (laughs) So food poisoning on a day we were going to go eat our way through Disneyland just wasn't going to work out. So we had to belay that a week or delay that a week. And uh, here we are, though. We got to the park um, on Tuesday. We're recording this podcast on Friday because some family issues came up on Wednesday and Thursday. What are you going to do when the family calls? But here we are recording, and hopefully we'll get this podcast up and out as soon as possible so you have a chance to go because the uh, the Food and Wine Festival is going through April 12th. 12th. Yes. 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 Cool. I got that right. All right. So, Johanna, tell us a little bit about our day, how it started, and what we ate. Well, how it works out is that there are different food kiosks. And each kiosk is themed around a different food item. So one of them could be based around a food like avocado, garlic, corn. It's all kind of California-based. Or, yes, or it could be based around um, just L.A.-style street food. So when you visit each kiosk, you're going to usually see around two to three different foods around that food theme. Yeah, they generally have like two main, uh, well, you call them entrees, but they're all kind of snack foods. But then there could be a dessert. There's usually dessert. And like we said, it's food and wine. So mm-hmm. each place has a, you know two to three alcoholic beverages, whether it's a beers, um, champagne, wine. And usually they offer like a sampler or a flight of whatever um, is offered at that kiosk. Yes, indeed. You can get drunk just at one booth if you're lightweight like yeah. we are because <laughs> we don't drink that often. Um, plus, they also have uh, non-alcoholic options as well. Mm-hmm. And we did sample a couple of those. And, oh, man, let me tell you, <laughs> those were good. Oh, totally. But we're going to go through our day. Um, I think what we're going to do is we're going to do this kind of in chronological order because we went uh, – we pretty much we blocked off our whole day. We got to Disney around – noonish one-ish i think it was around one o'clock by the time we actually got in we were starving at least i was and we were ready to hit this with gusto so the first thing we did is we bought our annual pass holder sip and was it sip and saver sip and saver yes i got it right sip and saver card and what this is for those of you who don't know for 45 dollars, if you are an annual pass holder you can get a um it's a lanyard that has eight food coupons on it 
They're little plastic pieces that you tear off and you take them up to the booths and you can get anything non-alcoholic. They don't work on the flights of wine and they also don't work on the $14 cheese platter that they had at uh, at one of the booths. But for the most part, you can get any of their uh, items, whether it's a dessert, a non-alcoholic drink or a main course. And it's really a great value, but only if you spend probably around $6 or more. Yes, because we broke it down and it's uh, basically... Everything is broken down. It's either $4, five five fifty, $6, $6.50. If it's $5.50 or under, it's you're actually if you get eight of those, you're gonna you're gonna end up losing money. But as long as you get anything six dollars and over, you are saving money. And most of the entrees are between six and seven dollars. So it's a good savings. I mean, yeah. it saves you probably 10, 12 bucks. Well, typically the desserts are in the non well, the non-alcoholic drinks may not be a good value. Right. And I think we did one of the non-alcoholic drinks on it, but that was when we thought somebody had actually told us it was a wrong number until I did the math. They said mm-hmm. it was 5.23. So we're like, cool, anything under 5.50. But then I did the math. I was like, no, it's like 5.63. But uh, but anyway, we got one of those. And uh, what was funny about this one, I've noticed they're selling those everywhere now. I think they realized that annual householders really are their main customers for this food and food and wine festival, yeah, for they sure. made a point to really appreciate them. Also, they had a lot of annual pass holder um, souvenirs that you can and buy merchandise. and merchandise. Yeah, I've never seen that before. Uh, they they had annual pass holder stuff all over the place. In fact, you bought a T shirt. Yes, I did. That was that was an awesome. You saw it as soon as you walked in. You said, "If I if I get out of today without working." I'm yeah. going to buy that T-shirt. I earned that T-shirt. <laughs> you did earn that T-shirt, and it was awesome. It looks good on you. Um, so we are uh, we're there, and there's Dino Cat. For those of you who have watched any of our videos that we put up on the Disney Challenge Facebook page, you will recognize that yowling voice, and this is going to become a regular theme on the Disney Challenge podcast because right outside the door of our studio, we have one of our cats. Who, Loki. Loki, who just doesn't like it when we shut a door behind. Well, any cat doesn't like it, but Loki in particular, he tries to break down the door and he's outside yowling. So if you hear a little outside the door, that's uh, that's Loki, a.k.a. Dino Cat. And uh, just to let you know, it's he's going to be a recurring character on here. He's kind of like our Easter egg <laughs> on the podcast. If you hear Dino Cat, yeah, I'll take a drink. <laughs> All right. So uh, we got our Sip and Saver card, and then we made our way over to the first booth, which was oddly enough in Hollywood land. Well, I think they expanded. They sure did. They added. I don't recall there being so many different food kiosks. Yeah. They're, they're most, most of the time, they're in that, that pathway between Buena Vista Street and Paradise Pier. But uh, this time, they actually had a couple out in Hollywood land, so you can like hang out with Black Panther and eat street tacos. It was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, totally. So what was the first booth that we hit, Joe? We hit L.A. Style, which ironically, again, first thing, what we do in California is eat California food. And what my favorite part about L.A. Style was is is it was all food that had nothing to do with, with uh, it, well, basically it was the melding pot that LA definitely is. It was, it was Korean barbecue beef short ribs. It was teriyaki sliders with a spicy dull pineapple jam. They had Mexican chocolate custard. They had mango agua fresca for the non-alcoholic drink. It was basically just a mishmash of all kinds of different food that you can find in LA, which oddly enough had nothing to do with hot dogs and hamburgers. Mm. <laughs> so the very first thing we got, we got two items that day, right? Mm-hmm. That day, that that, <laughs> that 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 fifteen minutes. 
Uh, it's going to be a very long podcast. We ate a lot. Yes, we did. How many items did we eat total? Well, including drinks, we consumed 24 different Oy. food and drink items Over on this a whole day. day. Oh, Jeez. man. This I think is it took why us like fat. three rounds to get in there. <laughs> yeah, we definitely had to stop and take breaks yeah. and kind of come back. And definitely toward the end, I found ourselves eating a little slower yep. and slower just to get Leaving in. a little bit more. I wasn't quite licking the bowl every time. <laughs> <laughs> this always seems like such a good idea at first. Let's go to let's go to Disneyland and eat our way. And toward the end, we're like... Why did we think this was a good idea? <laughs> yep. All right. So we stopped at the LA style and we got ourselves some chicken teriyaki sliders and Korean beef tacos. Now, before we get into our explanation of the food, we are going to do something here. We're going to rank things and uh, on our own personal scale, just so you can get an idea of what we liked and what we didn't. Um, and, I, and I was thinking as we were driving out to Disney that day, I said, well, how are we going to do this? Scale of one to 10. That's eh, kind of boring. If you've ever played the Disney Challenge before or you've seen the Disney Challenge, you know that we have a scoring system on the Disney Challenge that is between one and five points. Five points obviously are the big, you know, hard questions. One point are the really easy questions. So we decided why don't we make anything that we rate on a scale of one to five. But if you played the Disney Challenge for a few years, you know that occasionally we like to throw in one Super six-point question. That was usually Johanna's hardest question of the year. And You're we've welcome. done some variations on that. Um, so what we're gonna do is we're going to have that six as like the ultimate, ultimate prize for anything that we rank. So we decided today we're gonna do that one through five with a possible six, and let's see what they were. Well, the first item we tried were the chicken teriyaki teriyaki sliders with a spicy dole pineapple jam. Uh, and I got to say, I gave that one a 3.5. I really enjoyed it. Yep. I think the teriyaki sauce, I love that sweet flavor, but it had a little bit of a heat toward the end. It did. It had just yeah. a tiny kick. And that was that was really good. I did like it. It was dark meat, um, and uh, I, I I love the sauce. I I, I thought the, the the pineapple glaze was awesome. That was pretty much what made the slider. Tasty. Yeah, for sure. Well, that and the bun. It had like oh. that had like that sweet, uh, almost like a almost like a Hawaiian roll bun that was really really good. I gave it a three. I, I thought it was it was good, but I was rever- I was reserving judgment for anything that might be better that day. Mm-hmm. And, and then- I was trying to stay away from decimal points. Well, you're going to get a lot of decimal points from me, so (laughs) sorry about that. And the second item we tried were the Korean barbecue beef short rib tacos. And those were good. I said they had a good flavor. I gave them a three as well. I thought it was just as good as the chicken slider. I agree with you. I gave it a three as well. I did like the flavor. I mean, yeah, it was something I have had before. Mm Mm-hmm. But I thought it was really tasty. Yeah, it wasn't uh, the most unique thing in the world, but it was definitely good. And and I would eat Korean beef tacos just about anywhere. Right. Um, now, the one thing that I will say is I got a piece of the chicken teriyaki slider stuck in my tooth for probably a couple of hours that day. And it wasn't until like, you know, several booths later that I finally got it out. And this is where my tip is going to be. Dave's tip of the day. One thing I definitely recommend, bring some supplies with you. If you're going to go for a food quest, I definitely recommend bringing like a toothpick or dental floss. Cause I was asking around the booths, do you have a toothpick? No, they might have them up at the restaurants. Uh, I couldn't find a toothpick anywhere. If I had one, it would have been great. Well, maybe I can go ahead and give a tip too with that. If you are going to try to try, try to try <laughs> as many <laughs> try try different it. foods as possible with that, you go ahead and share that food item. Don't get, oh, it's a yes. party of two, get 
two of the same thing. We learned that at the uh, probably at the holiday one that if you just go and share everything, one sip and saver card between two people, if you share everything, honestly, that is the equivalent of a really good meal. And mm-hmm. so forty five dollars for you, you think it sounds like that's a lot of money, but that's basically like going out to dinner. If you were to go to any restaurant, especially at Disney, you're going to spend at least forty five dollars. And uh, for two people. So at that point, you're getting a huge variety of food and everybody's happy. There's enough for two people to share. It's not a whole meal. You're just getting a little taste. But like the Korean tacos, there were two of them. So mm-hmm. there was one each. The slider, it was big enough for each of us to get a couple bites or at least Johanna to get a couple bites and me to get one big one. <laughs> All right. Dave does take big bites. I do. Yeah. I'm for that. You don't but that's okay because Johanna has a smaller stomach and I get, uh, you know. You get to eat more. <laughs> I get to eat more. So we moved from LA style just across um, just across Hollywood land to nuts about cheese. I think they could figure out the theme around this one. It was pretty much nuts and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, they featured brie French toast with fig, mint, and almond crumble, and a goat cheese fromage blanc tartine. <laughs> wow, I'm going to have fun with this one. With, ro- with rosemary and hazelnuts. Sounds very Californian. Sounds frou-frou-y, but... Sounds very frou-frou-y, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And they also had um, a flight of mimosas that this was the one and only time that Johanna and I decided to, we're going to partake in one of the flights. I've done a flight of wine before, and like I said, we're not big drinkers, but let's actually talk about that flight of mimosas. We got it. It was uh, you know champagne, and there were three flavors. What were, the, what were the three flavors? Three flavors were pineapple, raspberry, and strawberry. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And uh, what did you think of the mimosas? Well, I mean, the raspberry flavor was pretty good. You can actually taste the flavors. Yeah. And that was the problem I had with the mimosas was all I really tasted was the champagne. Pretty much, yeah. And it was a pretty strong brute champagne. I, my notes basically said the raspberry was good, but it really don't bother with the other two because in, unless you like the taste of brute champagne because it was just lightly flavored. I gave the flight overall a two. I gave it a two as well. Yeah. And I do believe you were able to order the mimosas as an individual whole drink. So maybe they can just go there. And just get a raspberry mimosa. Exactly. Yeah. That would be our recommendation if you're into mimosas. Uh, we discovered that we're not as into mimosas as we thought we were. Right. <laughs> so what about the food? We did taste some of the cheese. Oh, the brie toast. I definitely loved it. It was you very do love sweet. Your brie. I am a fan of brie. Yeah. So it was sweet and tasty. The fig, mint, and almond crumble just added a really nice element and crunch to it. I gave it a um wow, I don't have my notes here. You I'm, gave it a three and okay. I gave it a three as well. For some reason Johanna was having me take her notes on the first couple. Um we both gave it a three. We both liked it. It was just as good as as the rest. Now these are definitely appetizers. It was like a uh, spread cheese on a on on a piece of toast. It wasn't a big item, so it was definitely like a couple small bites. And then there was the goat cheese. I gave it a two. I, I thought it, it was savory. It was definitely not as sweet as the first one, but um, because this booth, uh, the items were under the six dollar mark. I think we just paid cash. We did for everything at this booth. We didn't use our sip and saver, and I just said honestly, it's it wasn't worth the money. Well. I did like the rosemary flavor that was mixed in with the goat cheese. Yeah. It was a nice savory mix because usually whenever you think of cheese, maybe you think a little sweeter. Yeah, you gave it like a 2.5. I did give it a 2.5. Right on. All right. So from there, we decided to venture back off into the stretch, like I said, between Buena Vista Street and Paradise Pier. And that is where we came across 
what was the next one? Well, well, peppers caliente. Peppers caliente. And I am saying that in the non-Spanish version because it is spelled C-A-L-I like California with the dash E-N-T-E. So it was like California mixed with heat. Yeah. You can and pretty much expect everything to be hot. Jalapenos, peppers, and all kinds of cool stuff. This was, this was definitely one of... Our favorite booths. Yes. I know it was definitely mine, and Johanna loved it too. They featured the jalapeno popper mac and cheese with bacon. Uh, I am going to screw this up. This is uh, uh, Verlasso sustainable salmon Peruvian pokey with cucumber lime salad and... I think is that Aj Verde salsa. Can you tell here the person who did not take Spanish in high school? Because that would be pronounced Aji Verde sauce. I always thought Aji was spelled a different way. J pronounced with an H. Right, you're right, you're right. I do know that. All right. So they also had a watermelon lemonade that we're going to talk about, but let's talk about the food first. Pokey. I have never really tried pokey before. Me neither. So I'm kind of going into this one with. First impressions, and whenever I think of pokey, obviously it's fish. Yeah, and it was diced salmon, and it was raw. And but the thing I really enjoyed about it that it wasn't fishy. Yes. Yeah, that was definitely two points up for that one. The, the, the flavor was mellow, and the jalapeno did add a nice kick, though. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I said. It, it had a great flavor. Um, uh, it wasn't fishy. The the peppers were not too spicy. And yeah, it just had a nice flavor uh, for for all that it was. I, I gave it a three. It was actually I, I did like it quite. I a bit. gave it a three point five. Ah, yes, yes. And then there is the jalapeno mac and cheese. Well, for me, you can't go wrong with bacon. For sure, definitely. I mean, it was a nice cheesy flavor. The crumbly jalapeno topping added a nice little you know crunch. That was a nice different um, contrast with the creamy mac and cheese. Yep. I gave it a, a four. You gave it a four. I, I originally gave it a four, but after looking through all of my notes and everything that we did, I am actually going to bump this up to a five because wow. I think this was probably my favorite item of the day. This was so good. I just kept eating it. <laughs> I, just, I kept going back. It had a great flavor. Um, the only complaint I had was that it didn't really complement the pokey. In, in my opinion, getting the two back to back, it's like you, you don't want to eat one and then eat a little bit. You, you want to finish one completely, have a little palate cleanser, and then tear into this jalapeno mac and cheese. And for me, mac and cheese is kind of a mixed barrel. You know me. I love unique mac and cheese, but too much mac and cheese really gets to me after a while and I have to stop eating it. And this was one I could have eaten a full serving of this easily and gone back for seconds. Mm -hmm. It was so good. Well, then we wanted to, um, honestly, I went into this next item with a little bit of hesitation. (laughs) We both did. It was the watermelon lemonade, but wait for it. It had a sugar rim with jalapeno chili spice. And that scared us both. Uh, You know, we love sweet watermelon lemonade. That sounds delicious. But if you add peppers to it. I'll be honest with you, if we weren't planning on recording a podcast, neither one of us would have tried this one. Honestly, yes. And what was really funny with that day with the first one to try it, <laughs> and I'm, if you are fans of us on Facebook, I had posted- The DisneyChallenge.com on in. Facebook. I had posted his reaction to trying this drink. Yeah. There were two photos, right? I don't know if I posted the first one, but well, I will make it a point to post the first one on Facebook. Yeah. It, it pretty much went like this. Took a sip. Oh, that's got some really nice flavor. And then it hit me. Oh, the fire. (laughs) It was a combination of the like tartest tart 
and the hottest hot at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. It was an explosion of flavor in my mouth, I guess is the best way to say it. It was wow. It was the surprise of the day. Yeah. I I gave it a four. I really enjoyed it. Well, at that point, I was like, man, this is just, this is, I, I don't know about this. Because again, I don't know about hot stuff in my drink. I'm not a fan of like, you like Bloody Marys. I don't, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, I'm not a fan of, don't put anything spicy in my drink. I will eat anything spicy, but don't put it in my beverage. And I found myself for the rest of the time we had that lemonade, there wasn't that much of a rim. And I kept going back. I started licking the rim because I wanted that. I was chasing the dragon, man. (laughs) I wanted that hot heat back. And it never came after that first experience. So it was really interesting. But God, it just added such a good flavor to it. Well, that was a food item or drink item that I could have ordered two of. Yeah. Maybe as a tip, I would recommend everybody get your own. Yeah. Go back and, and get more. We, we shared that. I mean, we did keep it around for a while, but we were savoring that one. I gave it a four. Yes. I thought I thought that was that was really, really good. So uh, that was good. I'm, I'm actually changing some of my scores just now that I think about it. I originally had a three, and then I said no. I said surprise, <laughs> but the rest of the time trying to chase the dragon. That was basically it. All right. So we moved on to the, the strawberry patch. The next booth, the strawberry patch. This was one where we thought after all this good, spicy, and savory food, it's time to take a little dessert break. The strawberry patch featured strawberry and coconut rice frushi. Yes, this is strawberry looking like sushi and with a sweet um, oikos. Oiko, yeah, oikos, Greek, non fat yogurt, wasabi sauce. Really? Yogurt, wasabi sauce? Well, okay, <laughs> just to help you guys out, it did not have wasabi. No, it did not. Yes. It was, a, it was basically green Greek yogurt, I guess. Uh, they also had Watsonville strawberry pie and they had a strawberry pineapple float with strawberry popping pearls. Yes. Um, I had heard many good things about the strawberry fushi. They had it over at the Epcot Food and Wine Festival. Yeah. And I don't think this is the first time that it's been here in California. I, I've never seen it, and I probably would have passed it by. But when you read the – before we went, you were reading all the food items to me. I was really excited about this. Well, unfortunately, I actually found it to be one of the most disappointing items that we tried. Very disappointing. Wah, wah. I gave it a one and I might not have even given it that. It was bland. It, it just, you bite into it, and pretty much all all of the strawberry flavor is taken away by the rice. It's, it's basically like eating a bland rice pudding with just a hint of strawberry flavor. It was just not good. Yeah, pr- pretty much the rice just added a, a dull flavor. Yeah. Yeah, it could have used a lot more strawberries. Maybe had they put some sliced strawberries when they rolled it up. I thought there were sliced strawberries inside, but it was so thin. Yeah, it was so thin. It was hard to tell. They they needed to punch this one up. It just it it wasn't good. I've I've had really good dessert sushi, and it is fantastic. This was not it. So I'm sorry to say, not a fan of the frushi. What did you think about the the pie? The strawberry pie was better. I gave it a two, and the only reason I gave it a two, even though it was tasty, it was. Basically, like I have had this before at a hundred different buffets in Las Vegas. It wasn't anything special. It was just that glazed strawberry sitting on top of a custard tart that was like, eh, if I were at a buffet, I would pass it over for the cupcake. I agree. I gave it a two as well. It was nice. Nothing out of the ordinary. Going into the food and wine festival, I definitely wanted to try unique items. Yeah. And this was one of them that wasn't it. Yeah. It just, it had no uniqueness to it whatsoever. It was just like, okay, we need a strawberry dessert. 
boom, strawberry but pie. The winner on this particular booth I had was that strawberry flow. Yes. I mean, it had the best flavor. I love strawberry popping pearls. So to yeah. me, that was already a win-win. And the value. It was the, one of the largest drinks that you can get, and it was $6. Yeah, it was really good because it was basically a whole lot of ice cream, which I really like, the vanilla strawberry topped ice cream. Um, I thought that was fantastic. I don't think we finished it. I don't think we did. We were getting kind of full at that point, mm-hmm. and it was like, okay, there's way too much ice cream to finish off. I think we did end up throwing some of that away. Definitely but, uh, a one I would recommend sharing. Yeah, for sure. That's <laughs> Do not get your own. All right. And... Because of the disappointment at this booth, we normally probably would have stopped there for the lunch, but we said, you know what, I, I'm, I'm a little too sweeted out. Let's go for one more savory item before we call it quits on this particular round. Well, I think I wanted one more good food item to kind of end on before we took a break. Yes. So we went over to, and this is as California as it gets, avocado time. Mm. <laughs> and it is all about avocados. They had avocado and pepper jack uh, petite guacamole burger that, oh my gosh, just was mouthwatering if you mm-hmm. looked at it in that, in that picture. And this was something that we got because we had no idea what it was. Spiced oomph on pita. And it's a trademark, by the way, that oomph on pita with avocado hummus and garlic sauce. And they had a dessert that was an avocado ice cream bar. So what did you think of the avocado pepper jack petite guacamole burger? I thought the flavor was good, but honestly, it's nothing that I couldn't get at a good restaurant. Yeah. I mean, it, it, on the the height of it this burger. It was huge. I think I pretty much had to squish it down. I barely could fit it in my yeah, mouth. Yeah, we, we, we had to we had to smash it before we could eat it because the, the the burger was very thick. Um, what I liked about it is as soon as you ordered it, you said, I want the slider. They said, it's cooked medium rare. Is that okay? Oh, yes. I was like, what other way is there to cook a good burger? It was delicious. Um, I gave it a three. It was just as good as some of the other savory foods that I had. But you're right. It wasn't anything incredibly special. I did like the bun. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're rocking on the buns, man. They had all these sweet buns. They were really good. But because I couldn't, I could get it at any other restaurant, I gave it a two. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and then... <laughs> oh, man. There was the oomph. Now, uh, funny, we were, funny yeah. story behind this is that we ordered it. We brought it to this little seating area, and we started talking with a couple of guests sitting across from us. Yeah. And they looked at it and said, what's on it? And that's where it dawned on both of us. We have no idea what this is. Yeah, like, okay, it looked like chicken. It looked like chicken or pork. I, I wasn't quite sure. I didn't really care at that point because I was just like, hey, we're trying new things. And uh, But Johanna says, no, I think it's a vegan meat substitute. Well, you Googled it. I Googled it after that, and I found out that oomph is a Swedish meat substitute that um, uh, was, yeah, it, it was basically had no meat in it whatsoever. It was non-meat party time. And uh, so, so we, you know, I, I, I took a bite of just a piece of the, the oomph. I, I love saying that, by the way. Um, and by itself, honestly, I couldn't recognize it as any particular flavor. They say everything tastes like chicken. This no. tasted like meat. I, I couldn't describe it if I tried. It just, it had that meaty texture. It had that meaty flavor, but it didn't taste like chicken. It didn't taste like pork. It didn't taste like beef. It tasted like the spices that were added to it. Well, you liked the avocado hummus. I that did. That was on it. I did. That was kind of the best part of it. Overall, I gave it a two. 
Um, but yeah, it was just cause it was just kind of weird and, um, I, you know, great for, for the vegans who, who don't want to eat meat. This is definitely a good meat substitute, but personally I would have preferred it if it was pork or chicken. The rating I gave it, I couldn't <laughs> even give it a one. It was... The rating I gave it was a no, no, no. <laughs> Johanna because... took a bite and just immediately threw it back down and said, no, 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 I can't do this. No, cause texture. I mean, the the vegan chicken, if you can call it chicken, was not that bad. I agree with you that it had no flavor. It just felt like something shredded. Yeah. However, something about that avocado garlic sauce hummus threw me off. It was. It, was, <laughs> it really did. And I like hummus. I so know. I can't complain about hummus. Like avocado, like hummus. But just for some reason, it was too smooth, almost, I guess I can describe it, slippery. Yeah. And as soon as I put it in my mouth, I had to stop myself from throwing up. Yeah. I can safely say I did not get a second bite. <laughs> you did not. I ended up eating as much of it as I could. But by that point, it was the last thing we were going to eat for our lunch. And we were full. We were stuffed. I don't. I'm, I think I barely finished it mm-hmm. uh, just because I felt like I had to. I didn't want to waste food. And that's kind of my problem in life. <laughs> but, uh, you have that. Okay, children are starving in China. <laughs> I have to finish my plate mentality. Or else I have to mail it to them. That was the rule. <laughs> so that was it. And and what we did at that point is we said, all right, let's take a break. Let's go. Um, we went over to Disneyland, uh, exited California Adventure, and went and hung out at Disneyland for a bit. You know, hung out, rode some rides. We put up a, a we, we actually stopped and did another food challenge. Oddly enough, a couple hours later, we got a little peckish and we decided they have got these watermelon. With chili lime. Chili lime watermelon beignets at Disneyland. And we decided that we were going to do a first taste video. If you followed Johanna and I or or the Disney challenge, we love to do these Disney challenge. Yay or um, nay. Yeah. Do, do, do we like this? We've done it with the golden churros. We the did it with the hot churros. chocolate churros, which was the bomb. Um, we did it with the rose gold churros, which was a knot. That was a knot, and uh, we did it with these uh, with these watermelon chili lime beignets. And I have to say, I, I mean, just we're kind of off topic here, but I liked it. Everybody who watched the video was commenting like, oh, thanks for saving me a trip. I'm not going to try them. And honestly, I liked it. It was kind of like the watermelon lemonade. Well, I think after drinking that lemonade, we were kind of like in the mood for that. We were in the mood for something sweet and and spicy. spicy. Yeah. Uh, as you basically said, you were trying to chase the dragon even with the beignets. Yeah. I kept kept, like licking it because it was the exact same thing. You took a bite and then all of a sudden... Oh, there it is. Oh my gosh. My throat's on fire. And it was good, but that sweet burns it off. And you're just like, oh man, that just uh, together. Disney knows what they're doing, man. And this spicy sweet stuff, I might get more into it. I've kind of been shying away from it. I do like tahine, but uh, this, this is just kind of opening up a whole new door. And especially if we're going to podcast about it, I'll, I'll do anything for a story. So I'll do anything for a dollar. (laughs) There we go. And Johanna did win a dollar that day because after we were finished with the beignets, there was of course a bag full of powdered chili lime watermelon sugar and of course she just turns to me and said i'll drain this bag if you give me a dollar which has been an ongoing joke between the two of us for years we will do whatever it takes for a dollar and so i said you got it and i filmed her chugging this bag 
and I knew it was going to happen. She was going to get halfway through and start laughing. In my defense, I got about two-thirds through. <laughs> about two-thirds. It was me. about halfway through the bag that the table next to us started going, chug, chug, chug. That did not help, <laughs> for the record. Definitely not. And of course, my smart aleck remarks were definitely not helping either. You started laughing, and then you started coughing, and you started choking. <laughs> well, the hardest part I have anytime I do this whole like sugar thing, if I've done it with pixie sticks, yep. is that you get this clump of sugar that starts mixing in with your saliva, mm-hmm. and it becomes concrete. I had a feeling. So at that point, you're like, what do I do? You're trying to break it down. You're trying not to cough because powdered sugar would have gone up through my nose. <laughs> I even eyeballed the trash can looking at it. We were sitting next to a trash can wondering... How ratchet would it be if I just spit this out? <laughs> I saw you eyeballing that trash can in the video. It's, we, of course, filmed this. And you can tell at that point, you can see my brain pondering, what do I do? What do I do? Yep. Um, it's pretty obvious. But I earned my dollar and I even finished the bag. I went back and drained you it. You went back and finished it. Yes. Like a good girl. There you go. And that was uh, that was basically it. So after hanging around Disneyland a little bit longer... We said, all right, you know what? Round two. Round two. Actually, what happened was it started raining, and my raincoat was in a locker at DCA. So, How convenient. Yeah, exactly. It was perfect timing. We didn't expect rain to come for a couple more hours, but it came early, and Johanna, of course, always prepared, had her poncho with her. So I was basically piggybacking like a pantomime horse <laughs> behind her poncho. When it got really bad, we were standing in line for Haunted Mansion, and we were just getting soaked. So we went back over to DCA. I took off my very wet shirt at that point, changed into a hoodie, and put on a raincoat, and we were ready for the rest of the day. And then we said, you know what? We're actually a little peckish. Who knew? Let's go back for round two. Yes. So here we are. We moved on to the next thing. And I'm trying to remember, what was the next With garlic one? kissed. Garlic kissed. Definitely and one I was looking yes, forward to. Yes, we actually walked all the way to the far end of there because we were looking for another one of the sip and saver cards. We had gone down, we had used seven of our eight and we knew we were going to go for more. So we're going to buy another sip and saver card. And because it was raining, all of the kiosks were closed so that's where you buy the sip and saver and there's two kiosks at least along the route. So we kept going and we got all the way to the very end and we had to ask like, where, where do we buy these things? Fortunately, that little, uh, um, well actually big souvenir stand right by Corndog Castle. I can't remember the name of it. Neither can I. But they sold them there and we got one and we were right there next to the garlic kissed and their features were creamy mac and cheese with garlic bread crumble and a black garlic soy braised pork belly balmy sandwich. Mm-hmm. All right. I did like that one. The balmy was good. No, you know what? Honestly, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be too positive here. My notes on the balmy were meh. Well, for me, <clears throat> this law, was, I love texture. Yeah. I love crunchy and creamy mixed together. And what I love about balmy is that the slaw always adds a nice crunchy and tangy contrast to whatever meat's on there. Yeah. And I'm and I'm normally a, a big fan of bami sandwiches. I love oh man, when the nom nom truck used to come to town. Oh. Those are some good bombing sandwiches. And we've got a we've got a Vietnamese place right next to our house that has great bami sandwiches. We usually go for pho, but every once in a while we'll get one of those too. So it's not like we're a fan. And of course, pork bellies, come on. It's just thick bacon. Well, my only note about that, I wish it were cooked more. Yes. Maybe it's because I'm trying to turn it into actual bacon. <laughs> right. <laughs> you try to turn everything into bacon. Real bacon. Exactly. And so to me, it was, because of that, it was a little greasy. It was a little fatty. And it was kind of a little soft and chewy. I, that, that, mm-hmm. that was kind of what, it, what threw me about it. It was just a big slab of pork belly and it was just, 
it was just so-so to me. I gave it a two. Oh, I gave it a three. All right. How about the uh, garlic mac and cheese? It was okay. And honestly, it's nothing that you couldn't get in a restaurant or even make at home. I wish there was more garlic. Had they actually mixed the garlic into the mac and cheese yes. rather than just top it on top? Yeah, and the breadcrumbs. I, I my, my note was good, but where's the garlic? Um, I gave it, uh, this was one I did go decimal on. I did give it a 2.5. I said it was okay, but man, it was nothing like the uh, the other mac and cheese, the jalapeno mac and cheese. I had, If I was cooking, I would have actually mixed some roasted garlic in the mac and cheese. I think that would have been a fantastic flavor. Well, you hear that Disney Food and Wine Festival? Johanna is available for the yeah. guest chef at the next one. <laughs> so I gave it a 2.5 as well. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, then we went by, let me see. Oh, off we, the cob. Off the cob. Off the cob was all about corn, or as the Indians call it. Maize. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Simpsons. Uh, okay. So off the cob featured sweet corn nuggets with beef chili. Shrimp boil tacos with andouille sausage and fresh corn. They also had a caramel popcorn crispy treat. And something that we actually ended up going back for later, which we'll talk about, was the popcorn lemonade with whipped cream and cotton candy, uh, sorry, candy corn garnish. That was the non-alcoholic feature they had there. And that is a story in and of itself. But let's talk about, we decided to skip the corn nuggets. It sounded something like we can get... Like at a, you know, was it Long John? Yeah. Or? And I, I mean, honestly, I've had corn nuggets before. Not you, really a fan. You're not a fan. Yeah. So I decided I'm I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste uh, another uh, ticket on those. But we did try the shrimp boil tacos and eh, I was disappointed. I, I gave it a two. I, it, it, unlike the pokey, this one tasted fishy and I know it's fish and what, what do you expect? But it was just, it was really messy. Um, it was really, there's Dino Cat, by the way, if you can hear him outside the door <laughs> once again. Uh, it was just, yeah, it was just messy. It kind of got all over the place. Um, not the best thing I've ever tried. I agree with you. The fishy smell was throwing me off a little bit. However, I felt that it tasted better than it looked. Yeah. And I gave it a 2.5. Yeah. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah. And then, uh. We went over to the next booth, which... Cluck-a-doodle-moo. I love saying that. Johanna's favorite word of the day. Uh, Cluck-a-doodle-moo. Obviously, chicken and and cow. They featured grilled Harris beef ranch... uh, Sorry, grilled Harris ranch beef tenderloin slider with a chimichurri sauce. Salt and beer vinegar parmesan chicken wings. uh, Oinko's Greek non-fat yogurt panna cotta with red raspberry compote and an orange vanilla cream float with whipped cream. This one, we were on the fence with some of it, and we just decided to go for the the slider. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a sucker for anything with chimichurri sauce, personally. I think you're just a sucker for any small burger. Yeah, that's true. We did get a lot of sliders. We did get a lot of sliders. So I personally, I dug the slider. I gave it a four. I, I said it was it was tender, and what was oddly good was, was, the, was the pickled cabbage um, it really added a nice crunch and kind of like a like a sour crunch to this really savory burger. And that was a really interesting combination. I liked it. Well, I liked it as well. Maybe not as much as you did because, again, I felt that sliders are kind of the fallback for the festival. If we need another food item, let's make a slider. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, the tenderloin fair. was very tender, mm-hmm. and I agree with you on the pickled cabbage. I did love yeah, the contrast. Yeah, you dug that. And, uh, of course, another good bun. Yes, and Dave's really into the buns here. 
I gave it a 3.5. All right, fair enough. And uh, it was at the Cluckadoodle Moo that the cast member member was just going, hey, what have you guys liked so far? And and of course, by that point, we were talking, hey, you know, we really dug that uh, watermelon lemonade. That was kind of the surprise of the day. And he said, have you tried the popcorn lemonade over at the Off Off the the Cob cob. booth? And we said, popcorn lemonade? (laughs) Because we didn't even really look at it. Uh, we're like, he's like, you know what? Surprisingly, it's actually really good. You should try it. And we both kind of went, I don't know about that. Right. But again, research. Yeah. Yeah. We, we said, well, maybe, maybe if, if we're having it at the end, um, we were getting a little full. So we decided to take another break. And of course we just had to go over to see our friends at guardians of the galaxy, uh, mission breakout and, and ride that. So it had a good hour long wait. Let the food digest. It definitely gave us a chance to digest. Maybe a little too much on the drops. <laughs> Johanna <laughs> hadn't ridden that one for quite a while. Forgot and, about that. Uh, forgot about the drops. And, and well, that's all it is, is drops. And uh, so after we got off that, we're like, all right, we could do this. We've only got a few more things to try. And for some reason, in my head, popcorn lemonade. I just kept thinking about it. I kept going, man. And, and, and the way the guy described it, he said, have you ever had like the jelly bellies that were the popcorn flavored jelly bellies? Uh... And I was like, yeah, I actually used to really like those, but... Johanna, you thought they just tasted fake? For some reason, it's just eating a jelly bean. You expect a, t- uh, a sweet <laughs> flavor, sweet, sweet <laughs> fruity. And for some reason, popcorn jelly beans just confuse me. Yep. I would eat them and just go, I don't get it. If I'm going to eat popcorn, why don't I eat popcorn? Right, right. I, I just love the novelty of it because, I mean, I'm a sucker for popcorn. But uh, I just, man, for some reason, I'm just thinking in my brain, this is going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. I want to try popcorn lemonade. And there we were. Uh, we, we, we went back and there were two booths left. There was actually, there were three, three. there were three booths left. Um, and I'm, I'm going to read, uh, pretty much everything they have, right? The, the, the first one, uh, that we did was the, was it, oh, it was the, well, we, we, we got two at a time. We got the eat your greens and the citrus grove and the citrus grove. So eat your greens was all about obviously vegetables, grilled asparagus, Caesar salad. This was a cold dish and a compressed Asian cucumber, uh, with green sauce, toasted almonds and sea beans. And they had health aid beet kombucha with wild berry foams as their non-alcoholic drink. And then over at the citrus grove, uh, this was citrus brine pork roast with tangy barbecue sauce and a lemon pepper slaw and crispy orange chicken and rice with garlic cracker and a Meyer lemon macaron. Surprised you didn't talk me into getting the macaron. I was <laughs> getting been pretty full, full yeah. <laughs> so we got our items at those. We didn't get everything. We decided to go for the cucumbers. Well, it was different. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, the, the crispy uh, orange chicken and the, and the pork roast mm-hmm. from the uh, citrus grove. And then I went over and got us... A popcorn lemonade. <laughs> so let's talk about the popcorn lemonade. Well, once again, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. You drink it. And you're like, oh, I liked lemonade. The popcorn flavor came pretty much as soon as you finished drinking it. And yep. maybe you, you kind of got a little bit of air in your mouth to kind of mix the flavor together. And that's where I went, what the freak? Yeah. It was, it was this, this weird, weird flavor of popcorn and lemon. I mean, that's, that's exactly what it is. Um, personally, I gave it a four. I I said, I said, I liked it. It's weird, but it works. It was just as good as the watermelon lemonade. I think if I had to choose between the two, it would just depend on what mood I'm in and what I feel like, but I would go back for either one of those. And and the popcorn lemonade definitely worked for me. This is where Dave and I completely clash. Kind of like the, 
I gave it a no, no, no. <laughs> so probably if here's your tip. If you like those popcorn jelly beans, yep. you're going to love this drink. That's true. If you don't like those popcorn jelly beans, you're going to throw it out the window. Yeah, probably. That's. Well, then, of course, there were those candy corn. There was candy corn. And, and Which, candy again, corn. no. Yeah. No, normally, candy corn is a big no. But because it was part of the drink, I decided to try one. And oddly enough, this was not the candy corn that was all manufactured in, what, 1923, as Lewis Black <laughs> said. All of the candy corn that was ever made was made in 1911. <laughs> um, it was actually fresh candy corn. It was it was kind of good. Uh, <laughs> At least I'm, it worked. I'm sorry. I disagree with this one. Yeah. Well, let's go on to the food. We did the crispy orange chicken. I love that one. You did. I, I gave it a 4.5. Ooh. Uh, unlike orange chicken that you get from Panda Express, this one had fresh orange flavor. Yeah. So it was kind of nice and refreshing. Yeah. Refreshing. I, I thought it was kind of weird. I, I, I thought the batter, it just it just had a weird batter. It was it was good. Maybe if the chicken pieces were larger, kind of like the orange chicken you can get at Panda Express, there wouldn't have been as much batter. Maybe. Um, I, I just thought it was, you know, like, it, again, using the, the, the orange chicken, Panda Express, and other places have had orange chicken. It's just more of a, a of a, it's, it's softer. This batter, it just kind of added, it was, it was a little tougher. And I thought it was, it was like. Almost like it dried out. Yeah. Yeah. That's like exactly it's, it's it. Like it's been under a heat lamp a little too long. Yeah. I, I gave, uh, I, I gave the crispy orange chicken a three. I thought it was good, but the, the batter kind of threw me off. And well, maybe I was getting a little full. Kind of like the orange chicken, the pork roast that we had, I gave it a 4.5. Mm, the For, pork roast was good. Citrus Grove was definitely one of my favorite kiosks. Yeah. I thought there were multiple layers of flavor with the um, citrusy flavor of the pork, the pork, pork roast, that tanginess, the barbecue sauce, the lemon pepper slaw. I mean, to me, it all worked. Yeah. I gave it a four. I thought it was great. The slaw was really good. Mm-hmm. And overall, it, it was one of those like a first bite. You're like, oh, it's pretty good. And then it, and then it grows on you. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, wait, no, this is really good. I'm going to keep going back to it. So, yeah, solid four on that one. Yeah. Um, and then there was the, the cucumbers. Um, it was, it, 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 okay. So I, I'm, I'm going to read the, the explanation again, um, on the cucumbers. Where is it? It is. Well, let me read it for you. It's Go compressed ahead. Asian cucumbers with green sauce, toasted almonds, and sea beans. So love cucumbers. But toasted almonds are good. Never tried sea beans before. What's compressed? What is green sauce? Well, the green sauce had no flavor. It was just green sauce. Yeah. And it was weird. Um, I, I just, you know, I ate it. It was, it was a good palate cleanser. Yes. That, that's what I kind of liked. In between um, the, uh, the, the the citrus orange or the crispy orange chicken and the pork roast, it was a good thing to kind of mix up in between because it would cleanse the palate. Um, overall, I gave it a two. I said, not bad. WTF is green sauce. Um, also, it didn't keep very well. The green sauce got watery. It got runny, mm-hmm. and it really made the dish look unappetizing as it sat there in between our others. If you eat it really fast, it might keep, but it just, for some reason, I'm looking at it. We couldn't finish it because I was no. like, oh, that just looks gross. I gave it a two as well. Um, honestly, I wouldn't have ordered the dish had we not been researching. Maybe there are too many words that I'm like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> what are sea beans? What, what is green sea- sauce? What what, what the makes it compressed? Um, but it's not bad. Yeah. I wouldn't order it again, and I definitely wouldn't order it outside of the festival, though. Yeah. But hey, you know what? You're vegetarian. 
this is one of those things that that you're probably going to dig. Right. And uh, that's what it was. So we had one last, we were getting full at this point. We had eaten a lot of food. I was determined to finish. But we were determined to finish. And so we decided there was there was one booth left. And that, of course, was the I Love Artichoke booth. Yes. And this is definitely, Johanna and I do love artichokes. And we were ready to hit this booth. It, the the They featured grilled and chilled artichoke hearts with romesco. Um, that was the cold one I was thinking of. Well, the yeah, the cucumbers were cold too. And then a fried artichoke carbonara. And I had to ask Johanna, remind me, what is a carbonara? Well, a carbonara is a sweet, I'm not sorry, a creamy, almost like a fettuccine sauce, fettuccine alfredo. Mm-hmm. However, they add bacon. <laughs> they add bacon and that made it okay by me. Uh, they also had a bourbon chocolate whoopie pie, which we did not try. Uh, we were just determined to get through the savory stuff and and no more desserts. Actually, we were saving dessert for last, which we'll we'll talk about in a second. Um, so the grilled artichoke, um, cold. I said it was not bad. I gave it a two. Yeah, it I wasn't gave it a two as well. Great. It the the um the the the, the romesco. I I don't really know what that is, and it was kind of a was it. I know. Jonas just mouthing. I don't know. It, it it had this base that that added a nice flavor it to it. It was like a red, some sort of red, maybe oh, I think it's a red bell pepper sauce. Uh, yeah. Now that I think uh, about yeah, it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was like a red bell pepper sauce. And, and that that complemented the artichoke well. Um, but maybe I just wasn't in the mood for a cold artichoke. Well, I think the problem was with that the grilled and chilled with the fried artichoke. It was such a contrast yeah. in terms of cold versus hot that we just couldn't mix the two together. Yeah. Well, what did you give the grilled artichoke? I gave artichoke? it a two as well. Okay. Nothing to write home about. Yeah, exactly. And then on to the fried artichoke. You loved this one, didn't I you? I did. I thought it was a very nice, strong bacon flavor. Again, for me, you add bacon. It you know, brings it up a few points. And it had a little kick mm-hmm. in the end. Spicy. We, we were in a spicy mood. Yes. So I gave it a 3.5. I gave it a three. I, I said it was spicy. The good kick at the end. Um. The, the best way I could describe it is it was kind of like a fried zucchini. Yes. Um, if you order that in a restaurant, not necessarily the Carl's Jr. ones, but if you order fried zucchini in a restaurant, it was uh, it kind of had that consistency, a little bit of the flavor, but obviously it was artichoke, not zucchini. Um, so yeah, a, g- a good solid three. Um, and then we decided that we were going to save one of the weirdest ones for last. Johanna had mentioned this in when we were talking about it originally. She said they have a artichoke ice cream wrong that's avocado i'm sorry Uh, yes yes avocado ice (laughs) cream pop ice cream Ooh. uh well well, i mean i don't know (laughs) if they can do it with avocados why not artichoke but it was an avocado ice cream bar and it was it looked like something you would get at uh at at like maybe a gas station um it was just one of those ice bars a lotto yeah yeah And, and so it's like wow that sounds weird and i'm gonna try it and so at the end of the day, it was about oh, maybe seven o'clock. It was getting dark. And we said, let's go try that avocado and we'll kind of eat that on the way out. And I walked up to the bar. You were still seated at the at the table. And I came back with my head held in shame. Yeah, it was sold out. And Johanna goes, they don't have any more. And I just screamed, disappointed. disappointed. So I'm thinking it must be pretty good. Or at least there was enough people curious about it for them to sell out. Go figure. That- Californians and their avocado. Right. They... 
ate that thing up, man, and we didn't get to try it. We're we're actually still in a point where we're like, maybe we can go to Whole Foods. Maybe they'll have it there. Maybe we can go to some gas station and we can find this thing. We're on a mission now. We are. We're going to try avocado ice cream. We're going to report back on a future episode. But that was that was our day, and it was a good day. It was a delicious day. We got a lot of Disney time in, which was nice as well. And um, I, I will, I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, let's talk finances for a second. We spent about a hundred and forty dollars uh that was two cards at 45 dollars a piece and then there was another 50 dollars or so in um you know we paid four dollars for this at this particular booth it was like 25 dollars because we got the flight of mimosas and we just paid cash for that um few bottles of water here and there because if you're not drinking you know popcorn lemonade you need something to wash all this down and just keep yourself hydrated so roughly it was but you know between two people and an entire day, we did not eat a single thing. Outside, other than the beignets. Other than the beignets. We didn't stop for lunch. We didn't stop for dinner. This was it. We were good. And, uh, you know, so it, it was it was an expensive day overall. But let's face it, if you're going to a Disney park, you're probably not going to get out of there without spending $140 for two people for your meals and snacks for the day. So not too bad. You go into it expecting you're going to spend a little bit of money and you're going to be very pleasantly surprised because... It was good. Well, something that Dave forgot to mention earlier when we were talking about that Zip and Saver uh, AP tasting card was that you don't have to use the card in one visit. Yeah. So if you are, for example, an annual pet, well, you have to be an, you annual, be an annual pass, pass holder, holder, and you do go back to the park and you have some of those little plastic tabs, you can keep eating. Yeah. And you can go back and back and, and uh, use them up. You have until April 12th to do it. So, Johanna, what else is there to do at uh, at the Food and Wine Festival? We talked about all the wonderful food and the wonderful drinks and, of course, you know, wonderful wine and beer and all that stuff. But it's not just about going from booth to booth and stuffing yourself. Yes. I, mean, I want to give one tip. Um, as an annual pass holder, yes, you can get that sip and saver pass that saves you a few dollars. But there's also a section in Hollywood Studios that you can go to as an annual pass holder Get your photos taken, and then they give you a special annual pass holder food and wine festival button. Oh, yeah, I forgot we did that. Which is just kind of like a little, hey, look at me. I'm cool. People are like, where'd you get that button? Exactly. But however, you don't have to be an annual pass holder to get the festival tasting passport. And what happens is that you go to each individual food kiosk, they stamp it, and when you get all, I think there are 12 kiosks and all, Mm -hmm. you get your festival completion stamp. Okay, it's probably mostly for the kids. Honestly, <laughs> now that I think about it. Or, you know, the Disney fanatics who just have to have everything. Done. But it's cute. It's fun. It's free. Yeah. And you get a button if you're an annual pass holder, too. If you use one of the Sip and Saver cards, they give you a button. With a little Sip and Saver tab. Yeah, that you can... Uh, and each kiosk has a different color. So yep. once again, you can tell their incentive is Collect that you all. visit all the kiosks and then, you know, get yeah. these little things. We came back with about, you know, well, 25 buttons or something. <laughs> And then the last thing you can do, which we did not partake on, we didn't have time, was that you can basically um, do culinary and food demonstrations. Yeah. They have them all over the little back lot stage. You can sign up for a few of them in advance, and they do sell out. I think they're already completely sold out from what I understand. I know one of them was Guy Fieri doing a food demonstration. He's done it like every year. Yeah, he's definitely a favorite. And there's another one. I think his name is Robert Irving. Robert something something. Yeah, here. Sorry. Um, And he sells out as well. I know he's a really popular Food Network celebrity. So that might be something fun to do. Might also give you a chance to let that food digest if you're going on a food challenge like we do. 
So if you can't plan your trip in advance, take a look at those. Um, again, too late for this year, but for 2019, and maybe add a little bit of fun to your day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So those are just some other things to do while you're at the Food and Wine Festival. Woohoo! Uh, we, like I said, we're going to try to get this podcast up as soon as possible so anyone listening to it can take this and go to the park and decide to try whatever they want. We would love to hear your comments. We're working on our comment section right now. We're working on the whole, you know, getting the podcast up. This is our very first episode, so it's going to be an interesting uh, experiment. But right now, if you go to uh, the Disney Challenge on Facebook, that, of course, is our home page for everything that has to do with the Disney Challenge now, including this podcast. So you can check us out there. You can leave comments there. We are going to post, Johanna's going to post, I should say not we, she's going to post up all of the foodie pics. And man, did you take some awesome looking foodie you pics You got a loved day. iPhone. Oh man. And Johanna just knows the exact angle to do it. So it looked good. It, uh, man, I, I would go back and eat some of that stuff now just based on the photos. But I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, We've got a lot of food talking. It's breakfast time, which is, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, but yeah, so we're going to have that up there. And then, of course, uh, you can always go to our webpage, which is thedisneychallenge.com. That's where this podcast is going to live, at least up until we get it up on iTunes, which hopefully will be soon as well. But until our next one, and we really don't know how often we're going to record these, pretty much as soon as something interesting happens at Disney, we're going to check it out. We're going to report back to you. And that's kind of the idea behind this podcast is just things that we find interesting at Disney, in the world of Disney, Disney news, Disney reviews, um, movie reviews, whatever it is, this podcast is going to be fun. It's going to be lighthearted and it's going to be all about Disney. And we're not going to just sit around and complain like some other Disney podcasts that we've heard. <laughs> no, we're pretty happy people. We are. And for us, if we can find a positivity in something, we're going to. We're going to. We're going to find it. And we're going to report back here because this is our new platform. So we hope you've enjoyed listening to our very first ever Disney Challenge podcast. Uh, we will plug, of course, at the end of each show, our Disney Challenge scavenger hunt. And that is happening on Sunday, June 10th. And that is going to be a great Disney challenge. We're in the process of writing it right now. Um, it takes a lot of work to put this whole thing together, but around this time of year, we get really excited about it and it is going to be held at Disneyland. Dino cat might be there because I don't think we can leave him alone. <laughs> he's outside the door yelling again. Oh, he's dying. And, uh, that's going to be there. So check us out on the Facebook page, <laughs> the Facebook page, <laughs> the Facebook um, check us out at DisneyChallenge.thedisneychallenge.com. You need that the in there because it is the one and only Disney Challenge. And of course, that's going to link you and show you all the great stuff, all the cool scavenger hunt stuff we have coming up. Get involved if you're not already. I have a feeling most of our listeners are already like, we know this, Dave. We do the Disney Challenge every year. But hopefully we'll attract some new people in the California area. They can come on out and play with us. The more the merrier. That would be fun. Yes, we, we're not capping teams at this point, And uh, we'll have more information on that registration. Let me see. Johanna, tell them a little bit more. because oh, oh, hey, check it out. Oh, no. <laughs> We've got some awesome... Uh, We've got some awesome uh, music going on here. This is Johanna's <laughs> cell phone, of course, from Hamilton. Um, oh, okay. Can you tell this is the first podcast yep, I've been involved not in? silence our cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I found what I was looking for. April 27th, registration will open for the Disney Challenge that, again, is taking place Sunday, June 10th. So make sure you get yourself registered, get a team. And as far as the podcast, uh, let's sign off. Well, yeah, well. We're probably going to do this as closure to every Disney podcast we do. It's may your churros be warm. Mm. 
May your pineapple dole whip always be chilled. And may your, may your day be surrounded with Disney magic. We love it. And hopefully we'll get that cleaner as time goes on. Have a great one, everybody. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.